But what Leafs lead atop the North Division is going to be uh, tenuous at best, as there will be a four-point bulge going into Winnipeg. Yep, so Winnipeg wins a couple in regulation. They take over first, and they will still have a game in hand. So the Vancouver Canucks win it 6-3 to three here tonight. Tough night at the office for David Riddick. Five straight losses for the Maple Leafs. Yet another loss to the depleted Vancouver Canucks. 6-3 the final. This is Leafs Nation postgame in beautiful podcast form. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic. If you'd like to share your thoughts on yet another disappointing loss is maybe being nice about it, Gordo, how do you feel about this uh, this loss here? Well, I'll tell you. So David Riddick joins the list of four Maple Leaf goaltenders this season that have had bad games. Freddie Anderson, Jack Campbell of late, Michael Hutchinson before, and now his first one. And I think that is going to be kind of the focal point for a lot of people, much like the Jacob Markstrom performance last game. The positive one was, you know, in a positive sense. You know, Nick, I'm sorry. Uh, the loss the other night was brutal. It was portrayed as the Vancouver Canucks, the uh, the sound of music crossing the Swiss Alps. What a wonderful song. <laughs> Jimmy Vesey said that was the greatest game he ever played in his life. X-Leaf played that against you in your life. So what is your, what is your comeback game? What is your statement game? Baskin Robbins has 33 flavors of ice cream. The Maple Leafs are choosing vanilla, okay? That's fine if you just added Brian Boyle and you're going into the playoffs for the first time in years against the Washington Capitals. Vanilla won't cut it. So David Riddick aside, and he was brutal uh, late in the game, and I, I like David Riddick. I've been so unimpressed by the Leafs' performance in both these games, having leads in both these games and bleeping them away. No, that's very well put. Uh, certainly, I think when you look at this game in a nutshell, just you're right. Like, it just wasn't good enough. And, uh, you know, I, I just keep going back to, like, the lack of desperation. You know, watching this game, watching the one the other night, it was like they were going through the motions and just having, like, a morning skate when it was an actual NHL game. And maybe it's your classic, you know, playing down to your opponent, knowing Vancouver's gone up against it the last three weeks. But, it's just so unacceptable, you know, from so many standpoints, not to mention, first and foremost, coming out of this for me, Gord. Um, I know you lose the game, but it's 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 sort of concerning on my part. They can't get a save. Like, Michael Hutchinson was probably a better guy to put in there tonight than David Riddick, who had a very, very difficult night. Yeah, but the other side, you look at guys like Justin Bourne or Scott MacArthur, the general feeling, the statement, Nick, yeah. is six goals tonight. Six exactly. goals tonight, which would make uh, um, subpar goaltending – uh, uh, irrelevant in tonight's game. Like, again, I, I go, like, so you see the starting lineup tonight. They go, by the way, Vancouver's added five guys that were not healthy enough to play on play the other night on Sunday. <laughs> so that just showed how depleted and tired they were on Sunday. Elliot Friedman made a statement. You're, you're on top of this kind of stuff. I think he said that the odds for Vancouver at home were the worst odds yes. for a home ice team since 2006. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's what Sunday was. Okay. So, you, okay, put that put that in the back burner. But no, I, I just I never got the feeling. To your point, uh, John Tavares did it. Okay, very much a statement game by him. Um, secondary scoring, man. You you tweeted it out. 
you know, like, you know, we're, we're treating them with kid gloves, but it ain't happening for Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons right now. And not just them, but some of the other guys. So I, I, this one, the, the, the one swoon before, like, okay, I, I didn't expect six games, but whatever, it, it's going to happen. This one, I find a lot more, uh, a lot more worrisome for a team that I've been very positive about and you have, and I, mm-hmm. I will continue to be that way because of what happened in the bubble last year, because of what they've done when they've needed to come up with a big game, they flat out haven't been able to do it. And I thought tonight would be considered a big game. So you're right. The one earlier in the season was six of seven. They they lost. They've now dropped five in a row. Uh, a couple of those going to extra time. So they have picked up points through this five-game skid. And now, you know, the next two are against the Winnipeg Jets. And first place could be on the line coming up in those games. I think you look in general against Vancouver this season, with exception of the first couple games at home where they demolished Vancouver, it's been all Canucks, 3-3-1 three, three, and one in that stretch. You know, once again, Gord, and maybe I'm in the minority, Braden Holpe makes 37 saves in this game, but I thought the Maple Leafs made things way too easy for him. Like, I, I, you know, I thought he was really good the other night. Not as big tonight, but I just thought a lot of the, the Maple Leafs offense came from distance. Am I alone in feeling that way? Yeah, it wasn't like when you start thinking about breaking down the scoring chances. You yeah. know, then that's exactly the point. So if you're going to score six goals, it's like you're going to, you know, pour on and pour on and pour on like quality shots and scoring chances. And um, I, I didn't notice as much tonight the least passing up opportunities, which I thought they did big time on Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just yeah, you know, he played he played fine in goal. But I mean, again, the Leafs had the first goal of the game. The Leafs had a three two lead. You know, and on and on and on, and and uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 like he did the other night. Again, you know, he was the difference, but they were up two nothing. They 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 had they had figured out the log jam. He'd been phenomenal, but the Leafs had a two nothing lead, and they bleeped it away. And tonight he played fine. He out he out goaltended David Riddick, but you didn't come at them with the kind of statement firepower I thought this Toronto Maple Leaf team would. Now, during this five-game winless skid for Toronto, their goals against 3.69, save percentage 8.58, and shots on goal against the game 25.4, which tells you the defense hasn't been that bad. The goaltending hasn't been that great. Again, back in action on Thursday in Winnipeg against the Jets. We think it's going to be Jack Campbell in that game, but there's just a lot to dissect from this one. Let's jump into some positives because, again, we've talked a lot about negative aspects of this game. Um, John Tavares has been on fire, continued in this game, and William Nylander, I, I think it was rather apropos in my world that the guy who wasn't supposed to play tonight uh, because uh, you know he was late to a team meeting ends up being the best player for the Maple Leafs in this game. But uh, due to the lack of personnel, I would say, in, on the roster, injuries this team is, is dealing with, they had to play Nylander, and I thought he answered the bell, Gord. I really did. I really did. And, and uh uh, I like uh, I like Elliot's analogy. He was just talking about once about being late. And Elliot Elliot Friedman runs late. <laughs> he <laughs> runs late. You know, we all have friends like that in society. And Kelly Rudy tearing a strip off him back when he was new to Hockey Night in Canada and CBC. And they're going out for one of the big dinners. And uh, he made sure he paid for the bill because he felt guilty about it. And that's that old thing about feeling guilty. And I don't know if William Nylander feels guilty or not, but certainly because Sheldon Keefe cut him some slack. And I, I think it wasn't just the Hyman being out. It was Ilya Mikheyev being out that he kind of said, you know, we really need this game tonight, and our chances are better with William Nylander. And William Nylander played really well. 
He did. Um, among the storylines for sure is the Sokolov list, which is continuing to grow. Of course, the injury list scored. No Supi Mikheyev in this game. Zach Hyman and MCL sprain the first we've spoken since Alex Edler received a two-game suspension, and rightfully so. Zach Bogosian, a nasty fall, upper body injury, did not return tonight. And I guess the positive news is that we expect a Nick Felino debut coming up on Thursday. But this is the the wrong time of year when when the when you you know if you're going to have injuries, I would say early in the season, not right now. Exactly, exactly. You know, you can't do it, you can't control it, but you want to get your injuries out of the way at the at the start. I thought I thought the day started or yesterday, I guess today. Whenever it was the news about Zach Hyman's injury right now, looking like a two to three week. Now it could be longer, but you know, not the kind of thing that you need surgery. That that's that's a really really good break given how he looked earlier. And same with Zach Bogosian. You know, again, quite often guys go off the ice and they're hurt worse than you think. But the way he went the boards was uh, extremely unfortunate, extremely awkward, and hopefully it 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 is like like he went off the ice better than we thought because he's really been a serviceable guy for them. And uh, you know. Rasmus Sandin getting some ice time I was happy about. I -hmm. wondered if that was Travis Durbin and Bogosian jumping in the play the other night and giving up that first Vancouver goal coming the other way. But uh, it looks like now, and Ben Hutton probably is due for his first start on Thursday. So it looks like you're going to need these guys. You never thought about the trade deadline in Felino and Hutton's case, but you're going to need them because of injury reasons. 16-14 for Rasmus Sandin here tonight uh, on this uh, Tuesday night for the Maple Leafs. Just a really, really disappointing loss. I think another positive to grab, Gord, anytime it can happen, is uh, special teams, a power play goal. And it wasn't Austin Matthews the first time in four we could say that when it comes to power play tallies. It was John Tavares. And the other being a shorthanded goal, some excellent work by Mitch Marner. It's Adam Brooks. You want to talk about efficiency. Uh, He's played, what, three games and has two goals on the season. Yeah, so an 82-game season, what, do you get 55 or something like that? (laughs) I've liked him. He's been one of those guys. You know, there's been so many of those guys that – you know, had moments when they, you know, like like Mike Babcock loved the GOAT, Freddie Goche, for example, and I, I could take or leave the GOAT. But whatever it was, you know, guys trying to find a niche, find a role that, there. And, you know, he's been one of those guys, and with those injuries, maybe he'll get a little bit more ice time. But I agree with you. In Brooks' case, uh, I was impressed. No doubt about that. Uh, you, you know, you talked about the numbers, too. The goal watch is certainly on. Uh, Joe Thornton, 0-26. Simmons, 1-16. Spezza, 1-12. Kerfoot two and fifteen, Engvall zero and eleven, one and twenty, Riley zero and eight, one and twenty-three, and TJ Brody one and forty-six. But he really shouldn't be part of this equation. I'm sorry to do so, Leafs Nation, but it is what it is. I just think collectively, Gord, and it's almost become cliche at this point to expect, hey, they need a bounce back next game against Winnipeg, because I felt like I've said it fifteen times this season, but if this team is serious about doing anything come playoff time, they gotta start getting things in line, figuring things out, and doing their thing again and getting their mojo back because the last couple of games have been unacceptable. And it's just, it's really frustrating that these type of games and situations always seems to be against Toronto. You know, we talked about the David Ayers game. We talked about the embarrassment of blowing that 5-1 lead to Ottawa. Then there's Sunday night. Then there's Tuesday night. Like, it just keeps building up. It's like, why can't they just lose a game like 3-2 normally? Yeah, no, exactly, exactly, and and uh, and and you know we've 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 mentioned as well that it's funny just because of the precariousness of that Columbus bubble that that's what that's what you're always fearing as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. So it's so it's a bit of a 
bit of a different animal that way. But you're right about it. they got to get back. Like like I said, I, I am. Uh, hey, I'm a fan. So yeah. when I take when I take issue with things, I'm still doing it in the way like a fan. But I just thought this is where you start, um, you know, figuring things out, getting in that kind of mode to hit the hit the playoffs in full stride. Now, I, I know many situations when a team has finished uh, not in a good way, but has turned it around and kicked ass. And, you know, maybe that could happen for the Toronto Maple Leafs or any other teams that are out there. But, uh, yeah, you know, you got Nick Foligno now on Thursday. You Again, you need a bit of a statement game. I mean, these kind of – there's there's not no such thing as must wins per se, but there's times that you've got to have a statement game. And uh, I, I thought tonight was one and certainly – next game is one. The other game, I mean, the first game was a gimme. Uh, you called it a gimme and didn't happen the first game against the Vancouver Canucks. And now you got to get kind of this statement game. And by the way, Nick, it was funnier when they were winning a bit, but I still maintain when the hemline became the zip line, they lost there. They became less zip in it. When, you know, you had Hyman, Engvall, and Mikhaev, nice name that people had to do, Zach, Ilya, and you know, and and do it that way, and no, no, it 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 suited better being and Pierre, of course, it suited better being the hemline. So yeah, but those but those are the kind of guys that got to get going. Never sure. mind whatever line they are. I mean, Hyman's hurt, but those are the other two, and of course, Makayev's hurt too. But even if if he wasn't hurt, those are the kind of guys that got to get going, contributing offensively. Yeah, the bottom six is doing absolutely squat right now, and you're you know to your point, you need guys like that in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I understand your big boys will lead you to where they have to, but you need those goals from time to time. And I sort of joked on Twitter, you know, at the end of this game that Jack Campbell would take responsibility for this loss. I got a better one for you. David Riddick took responsibility for this game, Gord. What's going on? I thought Jack Campbell would take responsibility for David Riddick. <laughs> like, honestly, what, like, just like, why need, why come out and like, you know, say the obvious, like it's just becoming a theme now. Well, I don't know. It's hard to criticize somebody that that, that owns up, you know, to their right. to their ills that way. So I, I I just I I kind of find it refreshing, but now it's getting a little bit too predictable. So yeah. there's no question. But again, again, the poor goaltending tonight, and other times the um, getting out goaltended, which does not mean it's poor goaltending, you know, has been a difference maker. But it's it, you know, I, I hate to say it. He's doing a good job of masking some of the other things. There was not the sense of urgency. There was not the statement game by the team beyond uh, his his um, poor, really, second half. And Gordo, you talk about great leaders. Of course, Patrick Marlowe and what he did for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, on Monday. It wasn't a couple years back where Patrick Marlowe called a meeting in the room and turned the fortunes of the season. They need that again, don't they? Uh, yeah, you know what, those, those, those meetings are, um, they have to be called by the right person. It's funny, Marlo, what a, what a great first season he had with the Leafs and then a real subpar second season he had, but there's, um, you know, and, and again, part of the problem now becomes with guys like Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons, um, Jason Spezza, I still think is doing kind of what you expected Jason Spezza to do. But, you know, to me, if you're a new player on the team and unless, you're contributing more. It's kind of, it's tough kind of to call those kind of meetings. I, I still look at the leadership group, but it's John Tavares who takes it seriously, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. And even though he seems kind of flighty as a leader, Willie Nylander, I mean, that's your leadership group. Okay. And maybe they don't have to be fire and brimstone, but they have to accept um, more responsibility, a better structure and, and, and uh, um, a, a more serious way about making a statement because they've all been part of, 
lack of playoff success since that Washington first round exit, right? It's been a lack every year of any kind of playoff success. It just really is puzzling, you know, looking at it from a neutral perspective, if you will, that there's just some games, you know, especially to start this season, this team is just so unbelievable. They're they're destroying everybody. And then you get to highs and lows and lows. Certainly they're in right now in five in a row where it's just like nothing's happening defensively they're a train wreck the special teams uh aren't working and it's like back to the drawing board which is uh you know pretty crazy and and you know i i think you have to keep everything in perspective uh clearly in this covid era and also in the fact that toronto's still first in this north division gordo uh i believe we're both keeping that perspective and you're right they bank yeah. some points and again it's not the end of the world if they don't come first in the regular season because their season um, like a lot of teams, but I think as much the Toronto Maple Leafs as any of the 31 teams is about any kind of playoff success. I, I you know, it, it's not even looking at the stat sheet in that. It's, it, it's again, that's like, 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 like this is not an ordinary team. This is not a good team. This is supposed to be like a really good team or a great team. That's, you know, and that's kind of where I take issue about the Toronto Blue Jays start as well as like my understanding is, you know, guys got five-year extensions as the president and general manager because, this is a really good team in their case, supposedly overcoming these injuries that I hear everyone, everyone, oh my God, uh, playing apologist for them. Not everyone, but too many people playing apologist about it. And the Leafs, uh, not so much doing that, but uh, like I was really pissed off the other night. Like I, I just, like, I mean, this was not, I ended, it ended up being a great Vancouver story, but Hey, it's, it's like you and I pick whatever sport, pick whatever sport one of us dominates the other on. Yeah. And then the other party has their greatest game ever. Well, that's great, but it, but it's against me, okay? It's a nice Nick Alberga story, but, you know, I'd beat him 172 times straight, say, in tennis or pickleball. I don't care, whatever. Probably, yeah. And, and then, you know, in our small world, there's this field of dreams moment you have, whatever. Uh, we're talking NHL pro hockey, and Jimmy Vesey is saying this was the greatest game he ever played the other night, and tonight you go out and you dish up vanilla ice cream. Yeah, no, like that's a great analogy, Gordon. I, I honestly feel like it's a slap in the face when a guy like VC says that. And it's nothing against VC. It's like, don't you get angry? Don't you get mad in that locker room? Like, I'm missing that bite. And again, call me old school. I don't think I am. I'm somewhere in between. But watching Jake Vertanen run roughshod through this team in the second period, hitting everything that moved, and just, I don't think I saw a Maple Leaf body check or a lean tonight. Like, I'm not asking for a fight. I'm just, you know, and, and these guys care. You know, you, you have to be careful saying, you know, do they care? But just that element of, of, you know, a physical aspect of a hockey game to get the team going, this has been missing the last little while. Wayne Simmons coming back from injury. Uh, you know, Jake Muzzin's the other guy you would look at. But that element, like, it, it seems like they shied away from that physical element of this hockey game. And I, I wasn't a big fan of watching Jake Vertanen just do whatever he wanted there in the second period. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, you know, and it's that anything in life, like that's just what we needed. And I'm always very careful um, about the physical component because I agree with it. And I keep talking about St. Louis being a great example. That's how you got to play that kind of hockey in the playoffs. But when you're losing, you start looking at the Zach Cassian hit on John Tavares, right? And even Jake Gardner went to someone's aid last night for Carolina, right? You know, uh, and, you know, Zach Cassian got to run John Tavares. And on the flip side, uh, you, you know, Sabrin going out against Lucic after the Leafs had scored. And I said that to you then, like, I understand that's a great spice he brings to the team. And obviously, 
he's going to take on a guy like Lucci. And I guess he got hurt, right? I guess Sabrin got hurt. But whatever, I give the guy full marks for that. But it's just funny. These little things have worked negatively towards there's been accumulation of just little moments like that that are the difference makers and don't show up on the stat sheet. And really, by and large, for the bulk of the regular season, that's what the Leafs have been putting in the positive ledger. And there's been too many, Nick, of late in the negative ledger. Well, all we can do, Gord, is is move on and certainly look ahead to Thursday night, a game we'll have on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan, the Maple Leafs visiting the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, in normal times, that building would be rocking. Not so much on Thursday, but we'll have Leafs Nation pregame beginning at 6.30 Eastern time for that one. And again, the big story outside of Nick Foligno, potential debut, maybe we see some Ben Hutton in there as well. You know, Ilya Mikheyev is day-to-day. Zach Hyman's out for a couple weeks. Zach Bogosian leaves tonight's game with an upper body injury. Uh, but I think bounce back is probably what I'm looking at. I want a better goaltending performance. Uh, all eyes are going to be on that game on Thursday because we want to see a response. We thought it was coming tonight. Heck, we thought it was coming on Sunday night, and it still hasn't come. So I just want to see a complete effort for the first time in a while here, Gordon. Yeah, bounce back and a statement. That's exactly what you want to do. So uh, 100%. And again, we'll have it. Looking forward to that. Leafs Nation pregame and uh, going on. And like we've done, well, not unfortunately, it's the wonderful thing about being in the media or being a fan. You can respond right after the game. And I mean, like we're expecting that from this Leaf team. Like this is not about the future. These aren't the Detroit Red Wings or Ottawa Senators. I mean, you know, this is perceived as good a chance to at least get to the Final Four which means winning a Stanley Cup, and don't piss this away. No, that that that's fairly put, Gordon. Just to to wrap up, like you know, my struggle is on a daily basis. I look around this league and I look at some of the better teams. Does this happen to the Vegas Golden Knights? Does this happen, you know, to the Colorado Avalanche? Does this happen to the Boston Bruins? Does it happen to Tampa, Carolina? You get what I'm saying? It doesn't, and that's what worries me about this team going forward. I think this season they had something to prove, and so far they have. But then there's these lapses, like the last couple games against the Vancouver Canucks, which I think ignites some PTSD given what this fan base has been through the last couple years. The Vegas Golden Knights proved there's no word expansion anymore, and their first year they were down to their fifth, what, fourth and fifth string goaltender, right? Mm -hmm. When it came to injuries, never used it as an excuse and made the Stanley Cup Finals. You're 100% right about that. And, and, and to the least credit, they've not made excuses about injuries. They've been healthy. Now they're getting a few, but they have not used that as a cop-out or excuse. And certainly you look at the Washington Capitals when they lost four of their best players for, um, you know, um, unwittingly or violating COVID protocol and kind of being the first hardline discipline cases, they just carried on their winning ways. And uh, with the Maple Leafs, that's what I expect too, Nick. All right, Gord, uh, if I don't get the call for the Blue Jays at Fenway, because I did clock in at 85 back in the day in my uh, my teenage years throwing, uh, I will see you and talk to you on uh, Thursday night for Leafs Nation pregame. Oh, sounds good. Looking forward. I, hope, I think a great game, a statement game, and a lot of people thought there'd be six goals tonight. I'm not saying that's going to be the case on Thursday, but uh, I, I really would be very disappointed if there's not a state, real statement game from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yes. The ups and downs of this crazy, wild, and peculiar season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They drop at 6-3 the final. That's five losses in a row. That scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk once again on Thursday night.